Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Hey, it's aka Cloudette with the weekly where the heavenly bodies are in our skies. This one is by chance on the day of the new moon and by chance 10 minutes away from the time that I usually do the podcast data for. Of course, I'm talking about where the heavenly bodies are according to the NASA calculations and the astronomical mathematical position between the sun, the moon, and our heavenly bodies. Therefore, um, let's take a moment to appreciate the fact that we have this technology now. I use the Skyview app, and you can see me use it still on my Instagram story under aka Cloudette. Quite interesting, quite excited to do that. And because you will need the Skyview app to actually locate the planets that are in the day sky. Because, of course, the day sky is bright and the stars are bright and you cannot see them when they're in the bright brightness. So, without any further delay, because I want to elaborate more than I usually do when I tell you the positions mathematically where they are. So let's start after this little intro break. So on June the 3rd, 2019 at 11.01 GMT time, the sun and the moon meeting at 18 degrees of Taurus in 52 arch minutes. And also in the Taurus constellation, is the heavenly body Mercury, which is positioned at 33 degrees of Taurus and 37 arch minutes. Mind you, in the mathematical data, the constellations take up different amounts of the ecliptic path. And Virgo is the one that takes the most space, followed by Taurus, actually. I believe, which is like 36 degrees. So we still have a little bit to go with Mercury in Taurus. Um, Next is Venus. Now, what is also really important about this um, is that Venus is leaving or is this last day in the constellation of Aries. Um, And we'll be going into the next constellation of Taurus, right? You know, following Taurus, uh, going into Taurus, which is a good thing because um, we've had the sun kind of light up the situation in Taurus. The moon followed the feelings, the the intuitions. Uh, the I always fo- can associate the moon with what you need innately because it's connected to the mother. Um, so what you need, what is needed 
And then um, Mercury, of course, also being in Taurus, is should be communicating also what would make this materialize. I think the big key word for me with Taurus is materializing. Um, the you know the adjectives people use or associate with the bull are you know secure, stubborn. Um, some even say sensual, but really it's the the massive presence of the bull, isn't it? You know, with the horns and just like, this is what's going to happen. You know, this is what I want. And making a real presence of itself at the same time for the reasons being for the good, for the security, for protection, for, um, you know, really achieving something, really materializing something. And so when you have the support of the sun and the moon together there, you have the support of information, which is connected to Mercury there, also in Taurus supporting it. And mind you, the reason that Taurus is so benevolent in a way is because it is associated with the planet Venus. And we know all know Venus is looking for harmony, looking, you know, to make a balance, also connect to Libra, and is a feminine energy. So it is receptive, it is at the same time giving. And um, when it is now on the same day as the sun and the moon are making this new beginning in Taurus, and Venus is leaving Aries to join um, these three other heavenly bodies in Taurus. So I find that as a really good thing so it's kind of like the cosmic weather is very um favorable for things to be materialized through communication through seeking pleasant harmonious things and that is why i explained it exactly like that next mars mars is at 11 degrees of gemini and 21 arch minutes and that is in the air side now so sometimes when people go oh this is all gemini moon um maybe they could be picking up on just the mars energy or maybe when you hear that and you interpret some like mars energy you'll attach it to that but it's just not the whole picture it's just one heavenly body it's just one um, planet. So this planet Mars is at 11 degrees of Gemini, 21. What is important to note is that it is um, near to Rahu, and Rahu is the north node. Um, according to Vedic astrology, but the karmic point, and it's currently at 17 degrees of Gemini. So these are really um, transformative informations because the karma has a lot to do with transformation. They are two points that are opposite from each other that are calculated based on the sun and the moon relationship and where they are physically connected to the sky so when you have mars which is you know 
described as the dry, the warrior, the fighter. Um, then you have it in in air, in Gemini. And Gemini is energy, is air energy. So it's not materializing itself at all. It's air, it's ideas and thoughts and questions with some answers that might not happen, things like that. And so when you have the Mars, which is about drive, it doesn't do really well in that space because Mars likes things to happen. You know, it's, a, it's ruled by Aries, a fire sign. And this is so typical situation um, between air and fire. Uh, you can see it yourself when you're making a fire, you have a fire, you need some air to make that fire work, right? But too much air will put that fire out or make it incontrollable, you see. And so that is why it's so important to be aware that we have this Mars fiery energy in an air sign and we don't want to give it any more air than it needs. So we don't want to be thinking about, you know, like, you know, if you are oblivious to the fact that actually Mars is in Gemini because the Western astrologers tell you, oh, Mars is in Cancer, right? And that's water. And, you know, they're reading to and they're saying all this stuff, but they're putting a lot of emphasis on Gemini. They're putting a lot of emphasis on the air because they're saying the moon and the air. And then physically, metaphysically, the fact is, is that the planet Mars is in a place in the sky, which is associated with air that is been, you know, observed for thousands of years to know what to do as far as what's happening on Earth when the moon is there or other planets are there. And what they have found out is best to see that um, air energy as one spreading knowledge you know, spreading knowledge, and what they do is they call it the flower times in biodynamic farming, because when the wind blows, then the seeds spread out and travel, and like call it, you know, population, repopulation, you know, growing and expanding um, information, and so this is what how a way to kind of um, channel this wanting to do something, this need to do something, this drive that Mars energy has, because it's a real burning desire, it's a real drive, driving force. And the best way to use it in Gemini is to spread um, knowledge, to be intentful in a way to take your drive, to intentful to spread knowledge um, with that. And that is a good way to use the air, Gemini energy. Um, yeah, instead of thinking that, you know, it's how you should be feeling. No, you should be feeling like, you know, grounded, not in flight. <laughs> grounded, yeah. And when you think about inspiration as something that it's kind of mind game 
and Mars, even though it's a drive, all things begin with thought. So before you do something, it's best to have a thought about it first, to think it through. And so if you're thinking it through in the Gemini form of asking yourself questions, what should I do? Um, then you'll, I believe you'll have a better result than if you just go on and do it, you know, like, I want to do this and I'm going to do it now. But even if you do have that feeling, the fact that it's in Gemini, and if you're conscious of it in Gemini, just take a minute and ask yourself some questions. Be the heir yourself. Be, uh, the one to initiate a repopulation of ideas and concepts and that is honoring your instinct honoring your need to you know to um inspire and do something yeah but do it with an intelligence do it with um knowing um consciously and asking questions first so that's how i like to interpret mars Next is Jupiter, and you know it's retrograde. It's in a Fucus, the thirteenth so-called sign, which is actually just the fact that it's been there, and uh, the constellation's been there forever. But that Jupiter, because it looks retrograde, it seems closer to the Earth, which is the most important thing, and it hasn't moved much because it's slowing down. I hope it goes straight again because I've got it gonna gonna come over and kiss my moon. <laughs> Because my moon's in a focus. Anyway, so yeah, Jupiter is at 12 degrees of focus and 29 arch minutes, followed by Saturn, which is at 23 Sagittarius and 5 arch minutes retro. Now I just recognize I'm reading it because I was reading it how the tropical um, astrologers read our right where the planets are they just go by how the planets are in the sky they don't emphasize how the planets are um as they are seen on the ecliptic from the rising moment at the time of the new moon of the time that we're talking about or of the birth of a child right so the birth of a child starts that life starts at the ascendant and then you it's a progression so you start with the ascendant and then you go weirdly enough counterclockwise and then you share which planets are following each other and following because just because you know the planets were you know, in a certain position as far as how far they are from Earth doesn't mean that they are <laughs> in consecutive um, constellations or signs. No. Yeah. So um, let's go really briefly recap because I did not tell you because um, yeah, I, I started differently. At 11.01, the ascendant of um Leo is rising at 8 degrees Leo then it's followed by Jupiter the constellation so there's nothing in constellation space of Virgo or Libra or Scorpio but the first planet after the ascending uh the ascendant is Jupiter 
at, as I said, 12 degrees of Fuca's 29 retrograde. Then it is K2, which is the south node, because K2 has been having a dance with um, two other planets in Sagittarius, and they are Saturn and Pluto. So we have 21 degrees of Sagittarius. 27 is the K2. Saturn's at 23. Sagittarius, 5. Archminutes. That's 23, so they're all like 2 degrees from each other. And Pluto's at 26 degrees, Sagittarius, and 17 arch minutes. Um, then we have, in the next constellation space, nothing, which is Capricorn, but the one following is Aquarius, and Neptune is there. Neptune today is uh, making also, you know, a astronomical um, connection, what they call a T-square, with other planets but let's be aware of the fact that in my sky astrology which follows kind of Vedic just a different thing but the bottom line it follows what I was able to see in in um Egypt and I can't see Neptune with the naked eye to tell you the truth I can see Saturn with the naked eye and that's Saturn and back. So Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, Venus, Mercury, Sun, and the Moon. Yeah. And the other ones are kind of outside influences. But yeah, a lot of outside things are happening. But I like people to remember. Yeah, it's happening here first with you and not in mainstream uh, politics or TV shows or news. Yeah, don't let that steal your energy, um, and and it, and it will try. So then we have uh, the Neptune there, and Aquarius has been there for ages. And what I have to say is that is that it is a um, opportunity here to um, understand that. You know, in a way, it's like a picture because the Neptune is the illusion, they say, and it's connected to Pisces. Pisces with intuition can see things in spiritual. And when you look at it in Aquarius, because we're reaching the age of Aquarius, and um, Aquarius is actually in the water part of the sky and considered the water bearer. So it's not really different from water energy. Maybe it's giving us a glimpse. You see, like the possibility to understand the Aquarian agenda in this Neptunian, like Neptuous place, you know, not clear, but there, and um, like without being actually in it. So that how is I see Neptune. Um, next we have Uranus, which is at five degrees Aries, forty nine, and like I said, um, it is not in Taurus like the Western astrologers say and it is not far away from Venus which will be moving out of Aries but at this time of the full moon is at 24 degrees Aries and 9 arch minutes so last but not least I think we talked about Rahu but you know this is the progression to show where these heavenly bodies are actually and not to um just have them as these um, positions in the solar system from 
where they are based according to how far away they are, we are looking at them how they are at the moment of time when the sun and the moon are exactly mathematically at one space by degree and arch minutes and then taking that moment in time and seeing from earth what we can see in the sky and looking up from London in the constellation of Leo and seeing first Jupiter. And a lot of times in, in the old days, ancient days, the first planet that was seen was quite significant. So, you know, we can say that Jupiter expanding and, you know, good natured is quite a positive thing to see, especially because it belongs to a fire energy. And of course, the rising sign is fire energy. So, hey, I need to share as well that I had my first online course this week. It was fantastic. I had so much fun. I think this is what I was meant to do. If you want to get in on the second wave of the class or maybe the third because there's a second wave that I'm just putting together now and depending on their basic knowledge of astrology that's how I decide how many people are going to be in the class but if you want to register your interests the link is in the bio okay so thanks for listening to me today happy new moon and Taurus if you really want to know me break it down which I had a good time breaking it down um listen to episode 250 it was quite um visual talking about water and us being water and you know being conscious of this earth from Taurus that is you know blessing us with the full moon starting right now right now so All the best and thank you so much for listening to the only podcast that is sharing the astronomical and mathematical positions of our heavenly bodies every single week. Thank you.